Andy Burke. Welcome to episode 74 of Story Mode, a video game podcast. The official podcast of everyone's favorite targeting website, StoryModeGaming.com. I'm your host, coming at you like a thunderbolt, Jesse Munro, and I'm joined by the flood himself, Keelan Simpson. <laughs> Simon Evans. Sorry, I had a whole thing for you, Simon, there, but Keelan really fucked that one up. Are you, are you making, bliss? like... Flood and weather-based jokes because of the fact that Perth is currently in a severe weather warning. I wasn't, but <laughs> okay, Simon, that hailstorm Evans. Yeah, right. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. Yeah, that's cool, man. What is okay? So there, there are the chance that the Simon's internet will just fuck up at some point because yeah. he's in some sort of hurricane. Pretty much. What you have in Perth? I always, whenever I like, you know, my this is my knowledge of Perth. I got it all from watching the five minutes of weather before The Simpsons back when it was at six o'clock on Channel Ten, like ten years ago. And it was every time I watched it, it's like, oh, and a uh, hurricane Margaret's going to touch down in Perth on Tuesday. It's always some sort of big weather event in Perth, and that's all I know about your city. That and surfing and uh, Fremantle Dockers. That's, that's five. Pretty much it. Honestly, um, and there's a river. Yeah, in the city, like, it's pretty like big. It's a city river. We have a, we have a We've river. We've got a river too. It's filled to the brim with turds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you can actually lay in it. It's like the Red Sea, and you won't sink. <laughs> but you will. But you stink. To. <laughs> You'll stink. It's it's awful. It's an awful place. <laughs> yeah, where um, Crack Casino throws all of its uh, everyone who's too drunk. You know all the people that from. die in the casino and they've got all those back alleys and stuff that they use to get them out? Well, yep. there's one tube that just slides it straight into Thunk. the arrow. They shoot, they shoot people into the river like like angry birds. They just launch them out of a catapult. <laughs> Speaking of launch people out of a catapult, Keelan, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, kind of wishing that that catapult worked properly. Have you heard about that? The, the, the debate, the internet meme between trebuchets and catapults and oh, the yeah. difference between them like well, what's what's and the, the fact deal that there? the trebuchet is the superior siege weapon well okay. yes that's what that's what people say yeah of course but why i don't get it because it can Taller. launch heavier objects further and therefore the bigger object would do more damage it's the well, gist of it that's fucking sound logic so trebuchet so why is there an win? argument about this medieval nerds yeah you know what I say to people who are getting mad about that? Look at a calendar. What? Realize it's 2021. We don't need to worry about that type of shit anymore. <laughs> maybe we should. Just yeah, maybe, maybe we should. Given the current state of the world, I do not think it's necessarily a bad I don't bad care how idea. bad the world gets. I'm not getting back into siege warfare. <laughs> and I say get back into it personally like I was ever involved yeah. in it. I played a lot of Age of Empires, but look. That's it. That's, that's your knowledge. They'll launch me. They'll give me plague and then launch me over a wall. Jesse, how else are we going to social distance while conducting warfare? Okay. Thunk. Launch Some rubber. guy punched the horse on the weekend, okay? That's unacceptable. What? People punch horses. Yeah, we, we had some real dickhead protests in, in uh, Victoria. Being like, oh, me, free, me, me bloody freedoms and all just idiots. And we had one of them punched a horse and got caught in 4K. So he's been charged and um, launched him out of a fucking catapult into a trebuchet, then launched a trebuchet to space. Good call. Can join Jeff uh, Bezos up there. Well, actually, sorry. Just speaking of um, uh, 
get COVID and trebuchets. I found out on the weekend, or maybe two weekends ago. I took times a flat circle nowadays. Um, yeah, fair. The reason the plague spread is that there was a like you know the, the black plague like, back in the back of the day, the one with the, the rats and the, the itching <laughs> and the bursting of your testicles and stuff like that. Um, is that there was a siege happening, and one side is like, look, we're all real sick. We're done. We're going to lose. Let's just launch our debt over the wall and be done with it. So they did it and then left. And <laughs> the plague just tore through that city. And that city was like a seafaring people. And they've gone off and they've sailed their boats around and just spread the disease. Genius. So I would say that other that other team, I, I call them teams. Well, I'd say they won. Yeah. Good work. Like Stephen Bradbury. Real come from behind victory. Well, speaking of, actually speaking of... The Olympic Games opening ceremony. Yeah, got some good video, video game shit now. Yeah, look, I'm slowly easing us into video games, okay? <laughs> but did you guys watch the opening ceremony? I have not, but I've seen snippets of it. Yeah, I've watched clips, like a 20 minute uh, super cut of it. In the past, I've watched the Olympic the opening ceremony sometimes. Mm. And this year, I was really excited to watch it this one because I'm like, Japan. I love Japan. They're going to do something really, really cool. But right. just without a crowd, it kind of feels a little bit weirder. Like, look, I personally don't think it should be happening anyway. No, I agree. I think mm. right now, everyone could be using the money a little bit differently. But I've heard it was, it was quite good. Actually, we are playing. So for people who watched our streams on uh, twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS, you may know Chris from story mode and our friends Gemma and Jade. We were playing Fortnite at the time, and it gets like 8 o'clock, and Gemma's like, guys, i got, I got to go. i got to go. The opening ceremony's on. I've known this woman through at least three Olympic games. <laughs> and at no point has she shown even feign... She hasn't even feigned interest about these games. And she's running off mid-match, didn't even say goodbye to us. We're just talking, and we're just like, we're down one person in the squad. Just happened. We checked the, the, the group and we're like, hey, Jen, what happened? Like, did your internet cut out or something like that? She didn't respond to us for ages because she was watching the fucking Olympics. Yeah. That's fair. important, man. More important than Fortnite. I mean, I, I wouldn't respond to you if I was watching the Olympics. Hell is this? Everyone's teaming up against me. <laughs> teaming up against me. But yeah, that, the, the, um, the use of video game music. Yeah, video game music amazing. I gotta say, so everyone, my favorite part was captured in that little short twenty-minute thing that Channel Seven did. So, um, the Australian national team walks out to Robo's music from Chrono Trigger, the Super Nintendo classic, and, and I heard it, and I'm like, "Hold on, is that? Are we being rickrolled? I swear to you, if you sing the lyrics." For never gonna give you up over Robo's theme, it's a one-to-one -one match. It's the same freaking song. It's incredible. I'll have I'm to test that right now. Pod. Yes. Yeah, well, that's what I'm worried about, son. I think Keelan just rickrolled us into watching. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like okay. that—that's that's deep, dude. Like if, if that's if that's a trick, well I mean, done. Not yeah. a trick. Legit. <laughs> Go and look it up. Seriously, think everyone. Um, I think a, a personal favourite of mine was um, Japan walking out to the Monster Hunter Victory music, the proof of a hero. 
um, nice. and That's Ireland cool. walking out to Final Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy Victory music. Wait, did they really? Yeah, genuinely. Oh shit! Yeah, okay, I didn't watch so that. That, that. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> like, that like, uh, From what I understand, a large amount of the music that they used for those sort of entrances were from JRPGs specifically. Yes. And um, a lot of them awesome. were unique orchestration arrangements yes. as well. Yes, um, they were. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I've seen I've seen several people on Twitter say, can we get an official release of all of these songs? Because some of those arrangements were awesome. Mm. It would be so cool. I've got to say, like, if you are looking to celebrate the heritage of Japan, there's that is one of the most fantastic ways you can do it with yeah. some of the musical compositions um, that their best composers have come up with over the past 30 years, you know, just... See, what's, what's Australia going to do? Well, Brisbane got the Olympics, what, 2032? We're just going to play Powderfinger 14 times. It's going to be the chats, Jesse. the chats. My guy. <laughs> Friends of the show. I've decided. Well, let's move <laughs> into the show itself because we do talk about video games. Look, that was that was more borderline video games than usual. I'm going to give us some video credit. game yeah. adjacent. Video was. Game Adjacent. It We're a Video was. Game Adjacent podcast. Um, <laughs> Simon, you like video games. You like yeah. Zelda. You've been playing yeah. Skyward Sword. The, yes, the remake, did. remaster for uh, Switch? The remaster. The remaster. remaster for Switch. Give us your thoughts. Um, honestly, I had my concerns going into it. Uh, I really enjoyed the original on the Wii. Uh, it had the one-to-one motion, con- uh, like Wii Motion Plus controls, and everything was bound to motion controls, which... Some people loved, some people hated, some people were more on the fence. I was overall pretty positive about it for the original. I had a, had a good time with it. Um, but I guess since then, when I've distanced myself, I can see why people had the complaints and the issues that they did. Um, now, to provide the best experience possible, Nintendo have enabled button-only controls, as they're calling it, for Skyward Sword, which, again, is a game built around one-to-one motion controls. So certain things like swinging your sword, you do using one of the control sticks. You flick the stick down, your sword goes down. You flick the stick up, your sword goes up. You flick it to the left, your sword goes to the left. Takes a little bit of getting used to, especially considering back in the Wii version, I was used to just flicking my wrist to the left and Link would go, yeah, like that. It's one of those things. For those listening, he did move to the left. I did, yeah. I'm waving my hand like an idiot. In fact, if I hold one of the one of the Joy-Cons, I look less like an idiot. But um, For those listening at home, he's holding a Joy-Con. I am holding. I have Joy-Cons right next to me. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I was kind of anxious going into about how well they would map everything out to buttons. But they've done a really good job with this like it mm. is it is absolutely taking me a little bit of time to get used to because again i'm used to the motion controls and that's sort of what's ingrained into my brain but for someone who's never played skyward sword this is absolutely gonna be like it's just gonna be so much more comfortable question for you so this came out with the motion controls for the wii u was this meant to be one of the showcase games to show off what the wii u can do was this meant to be they're making a point to put the motion control to make them front and center in this game um, yeah, so with the Wii Motion Plus. Um, so this was the original Wii, not the Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, the Wii U, sorry. No, sorry, the Wii. Yeah, the Wii, Fuck not it. the Wii U. God damn it, Nintendo, Nintendo, you named your console fucking stupid. That's the reason why it failed. That and your stupid marketing. Anyway. 
Um, I've been mm. holding that in for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Friend, fuck you, Nintendo. From the biggest Nintendo fan, fuck you, stupid. Anyway, uh, <laughs> back to the point. Um, which yeah, so they tried to showcase how cool the Wii Motion Plus was, and hey, nothing gets people talking about a product more than having an uh, like a first part Nintendo game attached to it. And Skyward Sword was supposed to be the Wii exclusive um, Zelda game. Going from that, do you think that kind of held back the original? They were that focused on making it work with the motion controllers that they kind of went, you know, it was at the sake of a few things. I know this isn't the most beloved Zelda game. My partner it's, loves loves yeah. Zelda. And she played this one and she got about halfway through and she's like, I'm done. It just doesn't feel like a Zelda game. It's... It's controversial for many reasons, but one of the biggest things is the pacing. Because the nude scene. No. <laughs> uh, it's, the hot it's, coffee mod. <laughs> it's got really weird pacing in the original game. The pacing is awkward. Um, you get interrupted almost constantly by your companion um, character, Fee or Fi, however the hell you want to pronounce her name. Um, the spirit that lives in your sword. Don't worry about that. Um, we'll gloss mm. over that detail. Mm. Um, <laughs> a lot of jokes there, but no. So Damn. it's it is awkward, and like I, I guess again, I didn't sort of realize it at the time, but I can acknowledge the fact that yeah, there's definitely some pacing issues. There's some weird. You go through a lot of repetitive stuff for not a lot of progress in certain places. Yeah, and I've, I've heard similar feedback about this particular game as well, Simon mm. and. That there's nothing that is going to kill things faster for me than if I'm constantly interrupted by like, hey, here's a tutorial about this really basic system that you could figure out how to use without any instruction whatsoever. Like, that 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 would kill me. And yeah, because it's it, it introducing like a whole new mechanic, it would be very much like, hey, Link, I have these trees down the road for me that need to be cut. Huh, wish I had some sort of thought. Wait, you do? Can you go down there and cut them for me? Yeah, and then and your little fairy comes like, swing your sword to the left. Swing your fucking much, Wii like, controller to the left. Is that it? Is that what it is a lot? Yeah, like, you're not oh. too, you're not too oh. far off there, actually. Like, that is a lot of... Like, in one particularly egregious case, you get an item. In, in the first dungeon, you get an item, you get your stereotypical Zelda dungeon item, and you read the textbooks, and it's like, hey, this is how this thing works. Do this to make it work. And then she pops out your sword and then says almost the exact same thing to you again. And it's like, yeah, I, I literally just read that. You don't need to tell me a mm. second time. I have just read this same information. It's fine. Stop. So, I often wonder, like, you, you know, a lot of Nintendo games get the re reputation of being like kids games. Mm. Is it because of stuff like that? that people get that impression that it is intended towards children because, like, I mean, who else would yeah. you need to tell the same thing multiple times for a like, real basic concept? Me, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you say that you say, oh, but you're an idiot. But, I mean, I'm going to criticise a very popular um, gaming YouTuber, um, Game Grumps. Everyone knows them to some degree. Um Vaguely. Aaron Aaron Hansen, um, when he played through Skyward Sword, 
he was the epitome of stupidity because he would complain about being told what to do and then two seconds later go, well, what do I need to do? And it's like, come on, you're not helping yourself here. Um, but I understand... To be fair, there's something I've learned recently. Was he streaming it? I'm going to guess he was streaming it. Uh, only towards the end. Never, <laughs> I never read tutorials while streaming. I'll get to this point later on. I don't know what's happening in Dead Space right now. <laughs> I got no fucking clue. We had to get a train. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> um, but I think an example of the impact that um, Skyward Sword and its linearity had is as a direct response to that, Breath of the Wild exists. They went from going, oh, we've made a very linear game and people were kind of iffy on it. All right, scrap the whole thing. Let's do something completely different. Let's do this. And we got Breath of the Wild out of it. So it's a win. Um, Skyward Sword tripped. So Breath of the Wild could run. Mm. We had to have we had to have that misfire. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Mm. And I mean, you do yeah. see a lot of um, like Breath of the Wild initial systems showing up in Skyward Sword, like a stamina meter and things right. like that. So and- you brought up a few like basic issues with the original mm. original cut of the game. You've been saying that the uh, the new version of the Switch has a fair few quality of life upgrades. Yes. Do, do they address a lot of your initial issues with the original? Yeah, pretty much. Like, um, for example, you can pretty much instantly skip the majority of text um, just by pressing the B button from any NPC. You just press the B button, the text box fills out, and that's it. You can just it go. Um, a lot of the cutscenes in the original game you could not skip, um, whereas now you can skip all the cutscenes if you so wish. Cool. Um, okay. Which... You know, it, for repeat playthroughs and if you're mm. speed running, awesome. Um, and yeah, just other general things. Things of obviously the smoother frame rate at 60 FPS, 1080p when docked, um, and you know faster loading times, things like that. Absolutely add up to make a significant difference. Uh, there was one huge complaint for the original game was every time you picked up an item. Um, on in that session. So the first time in a session when you pick up, let's say, I don't know, five rupees. You pick up five rupees. It's the first time you've picked up five rupees this game session. The dialogue box appears telling you exactly what five rupees are. But you've picked up several hundred rupees previously. You know what money is at this point. You're not... Mm-mm. This isn't a, a new concept. This is money. That's... Hmm. That's a game insulting your intelligence. And I yeah, really that just seems like that. so unnecessary. But, yeah. <laughs> With that being said... Ooh. This is what we feared when we started recording the podcast because Simon's in his goddamn Brian Stoner over in Perth um, that he would cut out during the Skyward Sword portion of the episode. And he's done it. And he's given us permission, Keelan. He did. To he continue did. on the podcast... As him in an overtop English accent. So, love, ask away. <laughs> do do I have to? Do I have to pretend no, to be, be you? you. Can I, I be me? I think if, if I ask you a question, you need to be Simon. If you ask me a question, I'll be Simon. All right. right, all right. So, so what is the Skyward Sword that people are talking about? Oh, you know? it's that. Uh, 
Some of you will call it Big Ben. You see, King Arthur, when, I, I'm swapping between different areas of Britain. King Arthur picked up his great big sword from this wet lady in the pond. And he's like, oh, pointed at Skywood. And he's like, England. Uh, that's where the legend comes from. The so legend that's how, from. That's exactly how they right. crowned the king of England. Well, that's how they, used to, that's how they used to crown kings is... Basically, they got everyone to lay down, okay? And right. because it was back in the Middle Ages, they would show you a, a picture of your sister and whoever got the, the Skyward Sword, as they called it back then, because they were, you know, they were a polite people, was hailed king. Um, of course. Of course. The rest course. placed into a trebuchet and jettisoned into the River Thames. The Thames? The, the, the Thames. That's what they call it. So, with that. I, okay, I'm assuming now, because we've been talking about this so much, that Zelda Skyward Sword is set in medieval England with the, the kings and queens and lords and dukes and peasants and merchants of, uh, of the royal age of Camelot. I, I don't know why. But I just I have this feeling that this is what the game is about. I've never played it, never even seen a screenshot of it. See, but- it's, it's one of the games. Like, Zelda games, a lot of Nintendo games live in a bubble for me. I've, I've dropped the English accent, obviously. A lot of those games live in a bubble for me because I was never a Nintendo person, as I've talked about a million times. They were the ones that were always thrown at me. It's like people were so shocked I haven't played the Zelda games. And they. Because of their legacy, I think people gloss over a lot of their flaws. And it's only now that I'm hearing a lot of people are just like, Skyward Sword isn't great. It's no. good, but it's yeah. not great. And I'd never really heard that before, especially when it came out. It's, it was like, because it became one of those things like, oh yeah, Skyward Sword came out. It's like, oh, I've never played a Zelda game. You haven't played a Zelda game? It's the greatest game of all time. So it, it sort of brushed over the, the flaws off what it is. But... Uh- I think there are a lot of Nintendo games that have that kind of, that similar kind of... Smash Bros. Feel just, where... See, now that Simon's gone, we can just talk shit about Nintendo games. What I other Nintendo bad. games that you like? I feel bad about it. I, I love a lot of Nintendo games, but they're not universally incredible. And it would be nice to have that recognized every now and then, to be honest. Um, but I don't know. Nintendo does one thing right. Almost every every Nintendo first party game that I play, and that's set up something that has somewhat of like a, a magical, whimsical atmosphere. And yeah. even like the just like the stupid Mario sports games that I like to play have that. So I have no doubt that uh, Skyward Sword has something similar, you know. Um, but I don't know. It's it's not enough to entice me to play the the game. So you like, like you like Breath of the Wild, but you're not you're not interested in going. I think yeah. I guess you're interested in going forward with the series, but not going backwards. Yeah, well, I've spent yeah. time with Zelda in the past, and it's been great. And um, I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to play those kinds of games again. It's weird. There are some games with like old school design philosophies, like uh, Metroid, for instance. Yeah. Which like shit? Yeah, I'll play more of that. That's great because we haven't been relentlessly spammed with games from that franchise over the past 30, 40 years. It's had time to breathe. Yes, we've had time and enough to breathe. People have, for lack of a better term, 
forgotten about it, mm. but it hasn't become almost like a put down if you haven't played it. I'm you know, you speak, you speak about forgotten about or... I, I think the, the messaging around um, Skyward Sword and the reason that they're doing it, it became clear why they were doing a remaster because Breath of the Wild was so wildly popular with people who were, you know, Zelda fans from back in the day and also people who had never played video games before. They picked up Breath of the Wild and they're like, holy shit, this is beautiful. I can do anything that I want here. I can go anywhere I want. My partner is one of those people. So uh, we were uh, were speaking the other day and she just goes like, oh, did you see there's a new Zelda? And I'm like, wait, what? You mean Breath of the Wild 2, right? And she's like, uh, no. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She was talking about Skyward Sword HD. It looks like a whole ass new Zelda. It's like a whole new opportunity to sell this game, which, you know, yeah. maybe didn't do so great to people who were fans of Breath of the Wild. So, you know, what you guys were saying before where you're like, Skyward Sword had to stumble so that Breath of the Wild could run. Absolutely 100% true. That's that's a really good call. And now they can capitalize off of Breath of the Wild's success with Skyward Sword. Good I business, I guess. It's one of those annoying things where I would totally get this game if if Nintendo had sales. Well, let's move on to our next topic because uh, I had a little bit of fun with a certain game that I didn't expect to have fun with. A beta for a game, actually. Rocksmith Plus. We all had access to the... Um, Beta for for differing amount of times, I guess. Um, Rocksmith Plus is Ubisoft's uh, upcoming subscription guitar slash bass learning service. Um, a follow up with 2014's Rocksmith. Look, don't put plus, don't put a plus logo in your title. The SEO on that is so dumb, like it's so bad, and I re- I refuse. I refuse. Whenever I talk about Rocksmith Plus from now on 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 the website, sorrymodegaming.com. I'm not putting the plus there. That is my official standpoint, okay? To hell with them. Cool. <laughs> now, we all come, we all play instruments at differing levels. Keelan, you're quite, you're quite a good guitarist. I've known you long enough. And you're going to say, like, oh, I'm not very good at guitar. I'm Keelan. But you're a good guitarist. I used to play a fair bit of bass, but I'm sort of a lapsed, I'm a lapsed amateur musician. <laughs> very amateur. <laughs> And Simon, you're good at drums, but you haven't really played guitar before. So we're all coming from this from a Correct. relatively different point of view. Um, and just, yeah, like I said, Keon, you played guitar. Did you try bass at all? No. I just um, played guitar. Simon, you bought a guitar recently, so you're just playing normal guitar. Yeah. And yeah. I'm playing the bass. Um, okay, let's go around the room. Keon, as... Actually, no, I'll start with Simon. Fuck you, Keelan. Under the bus. Simon, <laughs> as sort of the new guitar player of the group, how did you find Rocksmith Plus in its beta form? In its beta form, it didn't do enough to separate itself from other online tutorials through like YouTube and such. However, I do think um, having lessons and songs and all of that stuff rolled into one package is really nice. I think that is a huge selling point for this thing. So you're saying more, more in comparison to like, uh, like basically watching people play it like note at a time on YouTube, you can follow along with that look better. Yeah. 
Yeah, and also um, like certain just general guitar lessons really on YouTube. Yeah, are great. So, like there are some incredible people that put out some awesome stuff completely for free. Um, you literally just need to just dig through YouTube's algorithm to find it. And yeah, there's some really, really, really good content yeah. out there. I remember at the start of the year when we were in lockdown, my, my kind of uh, thing I want to do this year is every month or so try and learn a new song on acoustic guitar because I have these dumb, fat fingers. that are, I would say meant for bass playing, but I can't even do that very well. But I wanted to learn more songs on acoustic. So I started learning the um, theme from Last of Us. It was a good three weeks. That was a good solid three weeks. I learned a bit of a song. Completely Why did you stop? Um, I sort of just hit a wall with it. I just wasn't getting a certain part and I got frustrated. But, and look, I'll get into it a bit more. I'll get into it now. Something like Rocksmith would help that. I love this. I thought th- this is something I would have paid through the nose to have this back in high school when I was learning guitar. So... I mean, I understand that, and I, I learned a lot of songs, you know, via back in the day, like, you know, it was it Ultimate Guitar or YouTube tutorials or whatever. But this one, that because it lets you learn at your own pace, so basically the way it, it, it lets you play guitar or show you how to play guitar is um, kind of like a Tyro. You see a fretboard in front of you, well, kind of a fretboard, yeah. You see a fretboard in front of you, and you have notes that move down the screen, and you basically have to hit them in time. Uh but I really liked the upgrading mastery system was really, really good. So if you hit consecutive mm. notes in a row, it will add more notes and it will get harder. But if you start to miss those notes, it will then drop back down. It has this like adaptive difficulty, which I thought was brilliant. I That is such a good mechanic for somebody learning guitar for the first time. It also does thing. Now, I'll get into some gripes that I have with it down the track, but because I was having a lot of tone issues, a lot of tone issues, and we'll also go through how we were playing it because there's a few different ways you can. Um, when you hit that note, it plays like the original note from the song, so you feel like you're playing the song with a band, and it's just this little confidence boost it gives you. And honestly, I think if I was when I was a teenager, if I, if I had something like this as a teenager, that little confidence boost would have meant so much. Because you know, you play, you're trying to play it along to a song and your tone's not right. And when you're first learning guitar, you don't know much about tone. You don't have like a pedal. You don't have what it what you need to sound like your favorite musicians. And that can be a real bummer. I, I used to, that used to really annoy me because I had a shitty little amp. Electric bass isn't something you can really play without an amp. So it just sounded wrong. I could be playing it note for note and it sounded wrong. But this one, it's just a little pat on the back. And it, it, I don't know. To me, that meant a lot. That, that felt really cool. So when you jam me along, even if you're playing it, you know, 25% mastery, 50%, whatever, you felt like you were properly jamming along to the song. And that's why I've learned to really, really appreciate Franz Ferdinand again. Because <laughs> that song's a goddamn banger. That, um, was it All You Girls? Whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Kills as a bit of as as a master musician, giving you that title. Sorry, um, as as the titular no rocksmith. How how did you feel about this? Because you, out of all of us, are probably the one who least needs lessons. Yeah, I'm not a good guitarist. My name's Killen. Yeah. All right, now that's yes, we want to introduce yourself to the side of the show, Keelan. Jesus, Keelan, look at me. I'm bored of having a mustache. That's out of the way. 
Um, I, I don't like uh, Rocksmith at all. Like I played the first one, and when when I play, when I learn a new song, I want to learn the song in its entirety, and I want to sit there and struggle with this bit that is hard. I don't want to play that play to quote unquote play that part minus ninety percent of the note. 90% of the notes that are inside of the song. It doesn't make sense to me because to me, it feels like I'm not playing that song. I'm playing a version of that song, a shit mm. version. Um, and so it takes you so long to sort of like build up and get there. And it feels like it doesn't feel like you're making a lot of progress. And the thing that it stops you from doing, um, when I'm playing guitar at least, um, I played this Opeth song a few times um, to kind of get uh, um, like my head around how how it all works and stuff it stops you from linking things together organically like you 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 move very basically from one note to another but that's not what the song sounds like there's inflection there's like there's finger movements there's vibrato there's just like how you move from one note on the fretboard to another which is going to influence how you play it and that kind of stuff is it's entirely lost when you're playing it inside of rocksmith and you need to to be aware of that when you are playing the instrument it's part of playing the instrument skipping between strings for instance that kind of thing um like rapidly that's that's a hard thing to do and you don't get to sort of start practicing that like later down the track so for someone like me who is comfortable doing that stuff playing it on rocksmith feels like a huge step back when i can use the already existing already fantastic program guitar pro which gives me much more granular control of like guitar tabs so i can say play this at 65 percent speed i want you to loop just these three bars these are the three bars i'm struggling with now you can do that with rocksmith yes i know but you have to fuck around with menus and stuff and i hate it it's just it's not it's not conducive towards the the very limited amount of time that I do have to sit down and play video games or instruments. So that doesn't work for me. The other thing that doesn't work for me is that Rocksmith offers a large amount of songs in many different tunings. And you can't... Okay, you can, but you shouldn't. And it's, it's terrible to do so. You can't just change the tuning of your guitar. It doesn't work that way. You're fucking up your instrument, number one. And number two, it sounds very bad. Um, So what I want out of Rocksmith is the same thing that I have access to in uh, Guitar Pro, which is I can transpose everything um, to the tuning that I have, or I can just change it. For for instance, I want to play a song Mm. that is written and recorded in drop C tuning. Um, but I don't have a guitar in drop C tuning, but I do have a guitar in E standard tuning, which I can just drop the D down so that it's in like a power chord thing. And then essentially what I can do is tell uh, Guitar Pro, move that up to semitones so that it's in the the, the thing that you're, you're playing is in drop D tuning. So it all sounds right, if that makes sense. Alternatively... You can also use pitch shifting to shift your instrument down to match the tuning of the song that you're playing. Um, and Rocksmith doesn't offer that, but it is something that you can do externally. I feel like this beta was missing a lot of stuff. Like just 
basic mm, like I agree equalizing stuff like that. you couldn't actually do anything regarding distortion or anything like that with your instrument I found that to be a very strange thing to be missing from a beta because that needs to be tested it I want to be, be running there. my guitar through different amps different plugins I want to see what sort of tone, tones I get also correct me if I'm wrong was there an actual like a free play sort of area I didn't check it out in that much no, I couldn't. I couldn't find anything, anything like that. I think it's it's definitely made for students, people still learning instruments. Like my my nephew is is starting to get a guitar. I'm actually going to give him one of my guitars soon. And when I do, I'm gonna I'm gonna get him Rocksmith. I think for somebody just starting out, this is this is great. And like I said, back in high school when I first picked up a guitar, I I would have loved this. Mm. But Keelan, for somebody like you who who knows their shit, it could sort of probably teach the people who made the game a few things. I'm giving you some credit. Oh, I'm Keelan. Oh, look at me. I feel like John Howard. <laughs> um, oh, pitch shift drop from you. Um, from my perspective, <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> From my perspective, though, there, there was a few other things which I found really kind of annoying. Mm. Um, first off, I have a clip-on tuner, and I like to use my clip-on tuner to tune my guitar. And I've actually tested it with two other guitar tuning apps on my phone, and this is super accurate. I then am forced to tune my guitar through Rocksmith, and then it's wrong. Putting it out there. And I know that it's wrong. Putting it out there. Because I have to. Those guitar tuners on your phone are not a good metric to measure not against. Accurate. They are not accurate at all. Don't well, you, you can't no, use no, them as a, a as a uh, No, no, because I'm I'm testing it alongside my clip on tuner. They could all be the ro- the wrong the right kind of wrong. The right kind of wrong. Yeah, nice. That was good, wasn't like it? That. That's my that's my album coming out. Like yeah, Jesse's not Jesse's <laughs> right, so yeah. Yeah, they could they could all be wrong. <laughs> Um, I, I personally, I would probably trust the tuner by Rocksmith more. Well, no, okay, well, I, no. it, it depends on a few different things. Are you plugged in? So let's go around the room and work at how we played it because you can play this plugged in, not plugged in on the computer via an app. I, I like that spread of different things. Did That's anyone that it has that accessibility? Yes. yes. So, so, so I had you play. I agree it? with that. Um, I used my phone. Okay, okay cool. I'll get some questions about that in a moment. Keelan. I plugged into a USB interface into my computer. Yeah, I went and um, I fucked around with my like microphone USB interface, which took was a nightmare, but I got it to work, but very fuzzy. So then I went and bought a fifty dollar cable, just because I, I will be getting this when it come, came out. Because it was, I, I don't know, I found it really fun. Um, I was playing this a lot during work lunch breaks. I could just have my guitar next to me, pick it up, like, yeah, it's nice. Um, so I went and bought the cable and stuff for it, which makes it makes it quite easy. So how was it via with your phone? A nightmare. It was shocking. I, like this is so. One of my biggest complaints about Rocksmith Plus is the fact that it's tied to Ubisoft. Not just because I don't like the company as a whole because they're dicks, but also because their services are awful. Yeah. They are absolutely shocking, and it's completely unacceptable in 2021 to have an application forced to be installed on your phone, which then doesn't even work. What issues were you having? 50% of the time. 50% of the time. I actually, I tried testing this across three different days. And two of those days, it just flat out refused to connect until the very end when I finally had to, I had to restart my internet to get it to connect properly. Mm. 
And then on the third day, when I actually got to play and test Rocksmith, it connected after 20 minutes of going, uh, what's happening? Oh, I'm killed. <laughs> you know, you were having problems, Simon. I also had a lot of problems um, getting my interface to be picked up properly by Rocksmith as well, which is why I guess it was in beta. But, like, honestly, like, I, I, I'm pretty confident with fixing this kind of stuff. I'm pretty good with it. Mm. And it just, it just fucking wouldn't work properly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It kept crashing. When I go to settings... For a game like this, I need to see settings for an input and settings for an output. I need to see them both. So yeah. I can tell it, hey, come out of my speakers. Hey, come out of my headphones. Come out of these different headphones. Come out of whatever I need to. I shouldn't have to go to input, then select that I'm using a USB interface. And then from that menu, go into a sub menu where I can select my headphones and it works sometimes. The setup of this game yeah. was shithouse. Was a really yeah. poor... Again... I made it quite clear. Once I got it running, I really enjoyed it. But that initial setup was annoying yeah. as hell. And to be honest, it's one of those things that, look, we planned to talk about this on the podcast a few weeks ago when we first got, um, you know, access first became available to the, to, the, to the beta. If that wasn't the case during that time, I probably would have given up because it was a nightmare. It's th- the annoying thing is mm-hmm. I got it to work by doing the same thing as I'd done a few times to a no avail. It's like, wh- wh- what's yeah. happening here? Um, it's yeah, kind of a little annoying when those things are, say it was in beta for what, two weeks. And I didn't see any, I, I like, <laughs> every company's going to do betas differently. It depends on what the developers need and what they want to get out of it. So, and that's fair enough. The end product for this will be better um, in some way or another. Yes. But I like to see growth in a beta i like to see problems getting hit on the head i didn't really see anything the only change i saw was that goddamn fran ferdinand song that i was jamming along to was removed that is uh another thing i want to bring up was the song selection now obviously i acknowledge fully that this is a beta uh for what is going to be a subscription-based service and let's not get around it's not a game it's a service And they will be adding more games, uh, certain more games, more songs to the library. And obviously with that will come the possibility that certain songs will be removed. I was incredibly underwhelmed by the selection. I was as well, I but thought, then I'm like, it's a beta. Like, it's- I know, I know. And again, I absolutely recognize that. But I mean, look, to the, to the credit of Rocksmith, they had the shins and playing simple song by the shins is an excellent fucking choice because it is relatively straightforward for a new guitar player and playing along to that made me feel really good because I was singing along because it's such a good How song. How good is it? And I'm also, I've got, like, I got yeah, five like words for people uh, awesome. who want to criticize this library. Superman by Goldfinger. Okay? <laughs> so damn good. Um, so fun to play on bass. One part of that, though, which I do not like is the fact that when you open up a song it immediately assumes what version of the song you want to play. It goes, okay, you want to play the chords. So, no, I want to play the individual notes. You want to play lead? He goes, no, 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 you want to, you, oh. you want, you want to play, you want to play the chords. I do not want to play the fucking chords because it will say, ah, oh, chords, difficulty, intermediate, individual notes, difficulty, beginner. 
Cool. You know I'm a beginner. I have stated that I am brand new to playing guitar. You know this. You've even acknowledged it in the Damn, you're a natural. Songs. It picked up that you're a natural musician. <laughs> Holy shit, we found... Guys, there's been legends about him. The Rocksmith. Hello, I'm Simon. I'm going to play in the Arctic <laughs> Monkeys. Is that why I missed out? Oh, once my internet was too busy having that a That was your voice or something, yes. Brilliant. Let's all play some Kaiser Chiefs. God, English music is good. You've done oh, yes, so goddamn bands. Holy shit. I just think it up and go on, kills. No, uh, <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, uh, I actually put out a tweet the other day. You should make sure you follow us on Twitter um, because each of us individually as well, because we're all great. Except for Keelan, um, <laughs> except Keelan, but that's okay. A band, um, like Trump. <laughs> um, but no, like, there are some incredible English bands rocking the scene at the moment. Like, there are some. Fucking fantastic ones. The Covey baby. And it's just so Actually, wait, Simon. Good. So, I, I need you to link me some bands after this. We need to still talk music more. This, I don't know. Yeah. Actually, wait, sorry. Before we go on, kill it. Were there any particular songs that you had a lot of, like, you know, you were glad were there? No, no. There was literally no song I was glad to see on there. It's just uh, I have no interest in the library. That's fair enough. You want some 12-foot ninja? Ah, I'd like some... That would be pretty cool. I'd like some sugar on there, to be honest. But I don't know how they're going to work out guitars with more than six strings because that throws across their entire... I'd love to see how they do that. ...timeline thing. I, I want them to really get... Realise that, hey, like... Good guitarists, good musicians are going to play this as well. Or at least be curious about this. And let's just see how far... We can take people. Is it one of those things of like, you know, somebody like, say, Simon, say you got rocks and so you got really into it and you became, you went from a beginner to an intermediate guitarist. Can it take you that next step to, you know, your expert level, you know? I wouldn't personally. But I'm just saying, like, does it have the capability to do that? Or is it just like, hey, this is for beginners to get enough being comfortable. That's basically where the, where the spot in the market is. Because if so, yeah, cool. Yeah. I would love to see them take yeah, the next I step. It's like, you want more strings? You got it. You want to do all sorts of things with your pitch and shit like that? Go for it. I would love that. Yeah. Also, I was really glad that I had White Rabbit on. Cause that's a good song. But I think... Um, part of it as well is the fact that just by its very nature, by offering so many accessibility options in terms of how you want your input to be, it is also restricting itself because it can't then give you all of these extra options that you'd like. Yeah. You know, pitch shifting, um, effects panels, yeah. things like that. You, you can't get that. I really think so. You're right. It's a double-edged sword. You're right there. So it, it works best as a tool for people new to learning the instrument and it mm. needs to lean into that um so now as i mentioned before this is a subscription service and they haven't announced prices yet however when i looked it up when i searched when i googled rocksmith plus subscription prices when you go to their official site there's nothing when you google it though in one of the little sub descriptors it says once Rocksmith Plus launches this summer, it will be available for fourteen dollars ninety nine for one month dis- um, subscription, or three or thirty nine dollars ninety nine for a three dash dot 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 nothing else. If you click into that link, you actually don't find that line of text again. It's really strange. 
Um, no, um, I think that might have been lifted from the feedback survey. Interesting. So, Which, wait, f- speaking of, so f- did you guys do that? Fifteen bucks for one month, forty bucks for three months. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that Australian. Like that. Is that Australian? I think that's not a bad price, to be honest. Um, if that's American, I think it's, it's like seven hundred and twelve yeah. dollars Australian. So yeah, <laughs> but look, if you're if you're a, a if you're a new musician musician or laps or just want to kind of like sharpen up your skills a little bit, keep an eye on this. It's still in beta, like we said. Well, the beta just ended actually. But let's see what sort of development they can have between now and release this summer. Because look, I think there's there's something there. There's something yeah, that I really yeah, like, and I want them to really nail that. You're right. This this is like this is a tool, just like Guitar Hero is a uh, guitar uh, guitar Pro. Pro is a tool for me to learn how to play guitar. And for some people, this might be the perfect tool to help them get better at playing the instrument. So, like, if you have any sort of interest in playing guitar, I'd, I'd strongly recommend you at least try this. Like this, this, this felt like it was it was made by some people with compassion for the project. Absolutely, yeah. Like, they, they had a lot of yeah. lot of love in it, and it it o- almost overcares for you at some point, which could, for to its detriment. But it really just does feel like a, a over attentive music teacher looking over your shoulder at times. I like that. Yeah. I, it was kind of comforting. Um, look at me. I, I'm ready. Shout out to music teacher Anna, sweet angel. You're back with me. Computer um, form. <laughs> she's not dead I, she's just a computer form now fair enough um, no I I think honestly the biggest thing holding this project back is the fact that it's tied to Ubisoft because again um, their services are pretty pretty shy and also if I want to play video game music I'm sorry but I don't really care for don't get me wrong I enjoyed playing the Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon okay, that was uh, that was a that, nice touch that was pretty <laughs> that fun that was a nice touch but, but, like, but unless they're able to strike up some deals with some other gaming not made corporations. For, it's not made for video game music, though. Absolutely. And I, again, I acknowledge that. However, why isn't this project then necessarily tied to Ubisoft? What What is it that Ubisoft are providing that perhaps another video game company couldn't provide yeah, I- and also throw in their library of fantastic Music, Look, call up Mr. Final Fantasy. Tell him to make a guitar game, Mr. Final Fantasy himself. <laughs> oh my god! I will get him. I will send a tweet to Soken, who is the. He's gonna be blocked. Of like Keelan got blocked by everyone before they banned him off Twitter, like Trump. Mm. Which is a rumor I'm gonna start. start now, on my own social media network. <laughs> I haven't told anyone the name though. What, what was Just the one that they made? And like broke in like 20 minutes. It was like. Oh. Parlor. No, they had Parlor and everyone put their like personal details in there and then it got like leaked. Just like you fucking <laughs> idiots. Um, they made another one recently and it's just like they made another oh, one God. and then it got it, it was meant to be like a free speech platform. So it's like nothing would delete. You can do whatever you want here. So then people started going in there and they started posting a bunch of um Sonic porn. Like a bunch of like pregnant Sonic porn. Oh damn. And That's everyone's sick. like, you have to delete. It's like, nope, no, 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 no. Freedom. Freedom, yep. you can't delete it, and they started deleting it. It sort of broke their platform because, like, well, if you delete that, then you're not. Ah, it's fun. Anyway, let's move along to <laughs> EA Play 2021, which occurred last week. We had a bunch of games um, announce a few looks at things. A much anticipated remake is coming out. 
Um, we've got things like Apex Emergence, Lost of Random, uh, Knockout City Season 2. But uh, the three we want to look at, Grid Legends, Battlefield Portal, which would be a really, really cool Portal 3, and Dead Space. Let's start yeah, off with Grid Legends. <laughs> oh, Grid. Hold on, just, just, no. just, just before, I just want to shout out to my boy, Austin Creed. Austin AKA Creed! <laughs> the Commission. Woods. The guy who uh, scored an upset victory over the WWE champion Bobby Lashley. I love that. Recently on an episode of, uh, of Raw, I believe. What a fucking legend. This dude has so much energy and he, he brought the, the presentation up a level. So putting out there, a. That's Xavier Woods more of that dude. has done more for my view of wrestling in the minutes, seconds I've seen him wrestle. I've watched hours of his other content, his <laughs> gaming content, does all stuff kind of funny, it's fantastic. But in the mere seconds I've seen him wrestle, he's done more for me than Keelan, you have in hours of trying to convince me that wrestling is something. Jesse, it's because you stop listening the moment I say anything beginning with the word W. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, makes eh? Work, makes yeah. working with you very hard. Because when you say work, I hear irk, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Good. Uh, so we've got Grid Legend. So Grid, racing game, cool. I always get confused with dirt. I quite like. Now, Simon, I know you're not much of a racing fan. Keelan, you don't mind a bit of racing, right? No. I don't mind a bit of racing, yeah. What are, what are your thoughts on Grid and dirt? Because I kind of hold them in the same well, the same bucket. I do like dirt. I, Dirt's really good. I I loved the dirt. I played the first dirt game um, when I first saw it announced in like a freaking magazine or, or something same back here. in the day. And I thought it was incredible. It looked amazing. I'm like, holy shit! Um, there was that level that you had in, uh, in set in Australia, which, like, to me, we didn't know anything about Australia at the time. Really captured the mm. feeling of the outback. You know, it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> but I've never gone back to it. I've got a few of the other games, but I've never gone back to it because, to be entirely honest, um, Forza Horizon yes. scratches all the genre racing itches that i could possibly have so like rally racing street race it's got everything and it does it so well with a great lineup of cars like it's no reason to play anything the, else really oh with all these kind of weird so i found dirt to really scratch that old um motorstorm itch that i had oh yeah nice. which i didn't i, do, I don't lo- i didn't love the rally stuff that forza did i thought that was kind of a, one of the weaker sort of types of racing but i thought mm. dirt did it so well it felt real but grid be more kind of uh asphalt racing circuit racing yeah i'm like yeah forces are this way better i've, I've got no real, real interest in this. it just felt a little bit a little bit floaty it didn't the racing felt very similar to just mechanically to midnight club but it oh, didn't have really? that level of fun and dumb fast and furious bullshit on top yeah. and weird superpowers that cars shouldn't have. That, yeah, that was something I wanted to bring up. Is um, in terms of racing games, what I enjoy are the more arc- arcadey style. One eight seven ride or die, baby. Yes. Such as that. Midnight Club Three. Midnight Club and 3. why the fuck exactly. that hasn't been remade is beyond Dude, me. Right? I would because, love oh a, my God. a remake of Midnight Club so much, so um, much. Like, ah, so uh, be amazing. Oh, grid. I remember so playing the demo for the first Grid and being. Like, eh. uh, okay, 
that's a racing game and i never ever was interested in picking up another game after that again I, I just any game ever probably. i'm like i'm done i'm done with video games as a medium it was I'm out of here. It, it probably just yeah i don't know that's that's being a bit stubborn but i mean what they're showing here looks spectacular like visually that looks nice that looks a lot better than dirt yes. dirt 5 did when uh, uh, like in its next gen that was the, that was a launch that was one of the launch games for the uh, yeah. series s slash x yeah, wasn't yeah. it and i heard it was a bit yeah yeah this looks like a like a leap forward for um yeah. that kind of uh that genre so i'm interested to see what it turns out like now the big hook in legends is sort of a a story so we, i mean we spoke about this last week with um with chris and fifa sports games are introducing more of a story campaign which i think is really smart because you don't want the campaign to play same as, you know, I guess in this case, your quick race or in your other games, you know, your sort of arcade replay mode. You don't want it to feel exactly like one for one. You want a character to follow some some sort of narrative thread. And I think this one looks looks cheesy as hell. It looks From silly, what you can tell, like- you, can, you pick your driver and they have their own story. So what I really want from this, it to be like Tekken. You pick your driver, you go through your races, okay? You beat the last one, and then you have your own little end cut scene, okay? And then you go back, and you start as a different driver to find out what their cutscene is. Are they like Jack 5, and they leave the factory, and they blow up, and they save the little girl? Maybe. Maybe. Are they gone? They fart? All right. That's pretty cool. I mean, oddly enough, that's not the stupidest thing you've said. <laughs> this podcast, so. I know. That's a long You were not here for quite some time, Simon, so... Hello! <laughs> I look. It was a safe bet, okay. So <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, you you say the hook is the story. I find that as the very opposite. I find it as off-putting. Hmm. But you're like, like I find it. It looks and sounds, and from obviously just the trailer itself, seems to play out like a really shit soap opera. Yeah, buddy. Dude, I've yeah. been watching Riverdale and the Bowl type lately. Give me shitty soap operas. I've been, me I, and Austin been watching o- wrestling. Give me yeah. the OC as a video game. That'd it be great. Dumb. Why doesn't The Sims have an OC DLC? <laughs> Call it the DLOC. Fuck sake. To, okay, so I don't follow like professional racing or anything like that, but I know some people who do. And also, I occasionally catch catch a glimpse of it across social media, uh, where the racing fan base kind of is up in arms about something or the other. And there is a shit ton of drama in that fandom in the in the the racing world. There's so much drama. Like there are these so little stories I feel like that's there. Accurate. That I think none of us are really in the racing scene. Like we don't really watch. We don't stay up until two a.m. to watch a, a man drive his car, but. It seems to have that drama, like there's, there's family lines in there. It's like it's like any sport. There are there is mini there is drama to it. Like, look, you you take away the sport aspect from any sport, and it's just soap opera. Mm-hmm. Like for yeah, for for, for Australian mean, listeners, I follow Essendon in the AFL, and there is no more of a soap opera club than us in the last few years. We've had the drug scandal, and then we got for, for English listeners. Um, Jesse is basically saying local sports team good. I don't fucking know. No, they're not good. That's the thing. It's bad and we did drugs and we shouldn't have. No. 
Yeah, real bad. It's like Ryan in season three of the OC when he started going off the rails. Sorry, I'll stop talking about the OC. Yeah, please do. Stop. Ah, forget you. But look, look, I'm racing, racing about about skins. If you want to talk about good shows, skins. I think I, don't, I, I honestly don't think Grid could have done anything to leave you, Simon, with more than a. Uh, I mean, right. The actual gameplay segments of it look fun. Like that looks like good fun. Um, but that's it. Like, the racing game. Like what else? I think they if they have? we can't yeah, be no, throwing shells at everyone. That's the thing. <laughs> well, maybe you should be because then that's really fun. Dude, but no, I mean, like, can I give you a game to play? One eight seven, ride or die. You control a race a person racing and a person with a gun at the top at the same time. Okay, it's 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 like Midnight Club meets Grid meets Mario Kart meets Grand Theft Auto. Just saying, stream that bad boy. Um, but honestly, like looking looking at the actual gameplay, it looks it looks like genuine racing fun. It looks like there's plenty of variety in the modes. I mean, as far as you can get variety with a racing game. <laughs> But you know, like it, it looks cool. Like it looks good. I would sit there. That looks like a pretty nice game. And it's just interlaced with all of this, all of these humans, yeah. and I don't care. Like it puts me off so much. I'm like, I. It's obviously I. I get that it's going. Hey, look, here's a story mode for you if you're interested. Hey, story mode. That would be a good name for a podcast. Well, anyway, not a good podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talking to me later. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> but like hey look here's, here's a story if you, if you want it but the way it's played out and presented in the trailer makes it seem like there have been previous chapters and previous stories that you should know and I like when I first watched it I'm like what? who, who what have I missed? I didn't realise Grid had story yeah it, it, was, it, it, oh. it wasn't it definitely wasn't what I expected when the, when the story sort of dropped, I'm like, oh, you've got to be careful out there, or you'll really hurt someone. When, well, I hope it's when you. they had what when the people like because it's like real <laughs> life fuck? people when they came into it. Yeah, I looked at them like, oh, cool, they're interviewing like actual race, like you know, actual drive and stuff like that. And yeah, that's what I'm I like, thought at first as well. Okay, cool. Like the, the, this woman's never won the championship before. It's like, oh, cool. Like you, know, you can play as her and you can win the championship. And then it has the guys like, I'm the best racer out there. I'm going to win my sixth championship. That'll be a record. I'm like you, you can't be real, surely. But yes, look, this is fucking great. This is just pro wrestling. Yeah, that, like, look, it kind of is. Simon, I'm going to recut the trailer for you, just for you. I'm going to include the fucking ice climbers or some shit. Okay. That's it. I'm sorry. Game of the year. <laughs> now, let's move into Absolutely a game where done. I guess if you could put ice climbers in there, you would be allowed to. Battlefield Portal, which is an add on to the new Battlefield game. What's it called? 2047? What's it called? 2042. Oh, so close. One of the yeah, years, Battlefield, close. but Battlefield Portal will be kind of a, a own little thing. It's a essentially a mode maker. They're giving users access to all Battlefield assets across all the Battlefield games to make new modes, new maps, new everything, new missions. I that's crazy. love this idea so much. I think yeah, I think it looks really fucking cool. We are like they are letting Wait. kids into a candy store with this. And look, what do you guys think of map makers in games as a whole? Hmm. Good question. Yeah, I, I love the idea. I don't use them a lot. 
um, and, and I don't I, use custom maps either, but I've seen people do incredible things. There's a market out there for this stuff. Yeah. A huge market. Yeah. yeah you can go back and make, remake absolutely. classic levels and be, then be told to take it down, like the Far Cry 5 um, uh, Goldeneye map. Hmm. Which yeah. oh, are questions about um, But I, I'm very similar to you there, Kills. Like, I like the fact that they're in there. I, I see no negative come from it. And people are really fucking clever and create some fucking awesome stuff. And I never play it, but I will appreciate it. Yeah, basically. It's, it's like... I kind of look at it like you know when you see people like painting miniatures at a store. I'd love to be able to do that. Yeah, I'd love to. I just I just don't have the eyesight nor the hand-eye coordination to be able to do it. Okay, if you walk behind the store, you're Dude. like, yeah, they're having the time of your life. Good on you. And you keep walking. That's how <laughs> kind of how I look map, map maker. I'm I love that people have a creative outlet and they make some amazing amazing things. I just can't do it. And I, I've tried before. I just I, I get to a certain level. Even games like that aren't just map makers. You know, you have games like Dreams that take it a, little, a step further. I get to a point. I hit a wall. I'm like I can't do it. However, mm. with this one, I'm very keen to actually experience these maps that people are going to make. Because this trailer, like every these Battlefield trailers, are, are hitting a part of my brain. They're the, they're the nerve ending that they are just tapping on and they are nailing it every single time. Because it just—it's a pure, unadulterated adrenaline when I see these trailers. They're so dumb fun, and especially following like Battlefield One and Battlefield, the one that came after that, you would think it was called Two, but I don't think it was. Um, no, which took a more serious five. five. Oh, God, fuck me. Um, which took a more serious tone, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing. I didn't—I didn't mind it. These just feel like a real reach back to bad company which they had a very nice nod to Bad Company because you see a grenade with yeah. a little smiley face. And when I saw that, I, I just had the biggest smile. And then the trailer just gets more and more over the top. You see a massive war between medics with defibrillators shocking people to death and people just with, like, pocket knives. And it, it looks like that... Well, what's that... Um, that uh, There's a game that got really, really popular. It was like a sort of a army strategic game with like ragdoll physics on steam i've completely blanked on what it's called something something simulator oh epic battle simulator something like that yeah it reminds you of that you were just throwing groups of people against each other and seeing what sticks yeah i'm a big fan of it um and the fact that it's going to have stuff from across all battlefield games and battlefield series as a series has gone to some interesting places you know you've had hmm the fusion you've also had world war one i'm very excited to have like people with muskets fighting robotic dogs hell yeah i'm up I'm, I'm, I'm there for it yeah it's gonna be crazy and i th- i think this is a really good use of their ip and just i don't know expanding there's a lot of people who weren't around for the you know the halcyon days of uh bad company 2 and they didn't get to experience the maps and and the the gameplay from from that so you're exposing like a whole new crowd of people to to these things so i think that's a great thing it's like it's kind of almost like preservation of, of yeah past mm. games almost Not and quite, also bringing like a lot of the the 
a lot of Battlefield games have a gimmick to it. Whether it's a levolution, I hate that term so much. Like when you can destroy stuff. Oh, the new one has like tornadoes. It looks like they're not just bringing, you know, vehicles, characters, maps, but also those gimmicky sort of add on features. So, can I make a tornado rip through like World War One? Is that, that letting me do that? Because I'll have like, I'll have tornadoes fight each other. Hell yeah. <laughs> now, before we go into the, the sort of our last game, we're going to go on to speaking of war games, I want to go through a little bit of a story that I saw this week that made me smile. Have you heard of a game called War Thunder? Yes. Is that the tank game? The tank game. One of the yes, trillion, yeah. billion tank games. Um, Keelan, if hopefully PAX Oz goes ahead this year, because when you get a PAX, you'll become very much acquainted with tank games because you're going to get a lot of freebies for them. Um, now, War Thunder is a, is a massive tank simulation game um, held as one of the more accurate ones. So accurate that a player who identified himself as a British tank commander published classified British military documents about one of the real-life tanks featured in the game to win an argument online. He was fighting with the creators of the game, saying, hey, you guys haven't got this this very small part of the tank right. Nothing to do with how it functions, nothing to do with how it shoots, nothing like that, okay? None of it's like sort of gameplay aspects. They were all fine. It was a cosmetic thing they, they had got wrong. And he kept arguing with them and then provided documentation that was classified. He sends it through to them. War Thunder people got were like looked at it and said, um, this is redacted. This is a very illegal what you're doing. He was just that keen to win an online argument. The weird thing is, this isn't the first time it's happened to them. <laughs> They've had multiple times where people have sent them sensitive, classified information about military operations and vehicles, stuff that can't go out to the public. They've been sent it before. To basically be like, get your, get your, get your, uh, get your tanks more accurate. What the fuck, man? Where, where did he get it from, Jesse? He's a, he's yeah. a commander. Wait, what? He's in he's the an army. Actual, he's a, he oh, has, he's an actual oh, commander. He actually I thought you has. meant like, in the game, no, 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 he no. was a commander. Sorry, in real life, he is a tank commander. Oh, some sort of commander. I'm not going to say he's a tank commander. He is a commander who has access to these sensitive, redacted, uh, you know, articles of information. And he just sent them through like, hey, you know, the seat's meant to be olive green. <laughs> How do you know that? Well, check this out. Duh. That's cooked. But I really admire the want to win an online argument. Yeah. I don't. That's why the world sucks and the internet sucks. There's That's one awful. man. He's all right. There are oh yeah one man. There's just one man on the internet just like one man. John, Johnny Internet. Well, <laughs> moving on to um, a a place equally filled with um, disgusting undead. Dead Space is getting remade, rebuilt. What are they calling it? By EA Motive. Um, Dead Space is just one off, one off the base best space horror games. I remember that Alien Isolation sort of thing. Keelan. You're you're a Dead Space fan, aren't you? Well, I enjoyed what I played of the Dead Space games one and two. Are you pumped yes. for the remake? 
I would love to play this game remade for like the modern audience because I think that Dead Space 1 is sort of it's not aged as well as other games from its era have and I, I think there's there's a lot of room for improvement there but the concept the theme the setting the 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 moment-to-moment gameplay loop is so good that you can't just let that go that is something you've struck gold with that so i'm looking forward to this this will be good that gameplay loop is something i'm just becoming uh, acquainted with because i've started playing dead space for the first time just following this mm. announcement so i'm playing it on twitch twitch.tv forward slash story mode oz um with our good friend lauren you can check her at, at wendy goat games uh we started playing this on sunday sunday night at like 11 p.m because think? i'm sadistic like that <laughs> not scary because it's old you know, older yeah. games, they kind of follow different rules to be scary and such. Yeah. So it didn't really scratch off the itch of, you know, tick the box of being scary. But it ticked all the boxes of being fun. That laser cutter gun that you have yes. is one of the most satisfying weapons I've ever used in a game. Good, man. The whole gimmick it's of, like, good. it implores you to use gore. It engores you. Mm, don't like that <laughs> but the whole thing is like you hit body shots it doesn't really do much but if you're cutting off limbs and you're ser- sending blood across the screen then it's you know you're doing proper damage on the on your enemies that's oh simon simon just cut out again he hates dead space he yeah despises it he's very scared of games <laughs> where games. limbs are severed you know it's just it's not good for him um but yeah, Jesse, I, I, I agree with you 100% there. Um, there's there's a bit of a clunkiness to Dead Space, which it, it's following that Resident Evil 4 template where, you know, a lot of the tension is built because you have to stop and aim yes. and that kind of thing. So I don't think that works in 2021. I think that's just a little bit yeah. you know, <laughs> limiting and it's not fun. It's weird. Cool. It's almost like a nod to... So when I was playing the game, I kept mentioning Resident Evil 4 because I, I, the Resident Evil yeah. 4... Um, so it's... Dude, it it wears so influence on, on, on its sleeves and I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I yeah. loved it for that. I loved it yes. feeling like an old school game, which I'm kind of hoping they, they keep in this redone version of it. Keep the, keep the clunkiness of Keep those sort of over-the-shoulder tanky controls because there's something missing and it's sort of... It's missing. We moved part past it, but I think we've moved so far past that point that's become detrimental. Kind of go, mm. let's let's kind of ease back and go go back to it because I think with better graphics and a bit some better the sound design. In this game is really good, but I re- I want to hear twenty twenty one levels of sound design on the sink. It's going to make it terrifying. Hell this yeah. game could be genuinely pants pissing scary. Yes. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think keep the jank in it. Let I'm, I felt ooh. weak at times because of it. There's there's like a trend right now where like retro games are in again. Basically, well, not exactly retro. It's like retro modern games. A really good example of that um, is there's a lot of this happening in the, the first person shooter space. Um, going back to like old school '90s style shooters with keys and levels and you know that 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 kind of thing 
Um, there's a game which you can play on Xbox Game Pass, by the way, um, called Proteus. It is real old school. It is just basically you go out there and you shoot pixelated sprite-based enemies in this 3D world. There's some light platforming and you're basically going around finding keys and solving spatial puzzles um, with, with the level. And everything about that game screams old school, but when you interact with it, when you the feel of it is new school. When you interact with it, it feels like Doom Eternal. But mm. when you look at it, it looks like Doom 1993. And that, that's what I think maybe I'd like to see, that same sort of oppressive atmosphere, the same sort of the, the way that it induces a little bit of fear and panic in you by making you stop, combined with more smooth, more modern interaction and controls and less tedium. There was there was a bit of tedium in yeah, Dead Space. A lot of going back and I, forth. Yeah, which I really, I it made me stop playing. So what fair, I want to see is like removing that barrier for entry. So take away some of that annoying, tedious shit. I'm not that far into it. I kind of just got to the wee little tentacle babies. So two, mm. two hours in, if that. Yeah. Um, I think the, the most archaic part of the game so far has been the, the way it's telling its story. Um, it's just basically you, you're listening to other people have a conversation. You have a silent protagonist and you just listen to other people talk and silent protagonists in games that just don't work for me at all mm. i feel there's no there's nothing driving me forward like okay isaac like what's your motivation here is it to get these people out like do you know them just leave like what's your story dude how do you feel about being asked to do this i want something there because isaac one of the coolest looking characters in a game except for his extremely bad posture <laughs> but i don't know anything about That's why he him wears yet. A suit. But is that the suit? Like the suit, he has like a hunch like I do. And he has this weird light that shines directly into his face. And his face is made off lights. It's weird. But look, it's a good game. I'm looking forward to seeing it redone. I want to see it spooky. I want a VR version of it. And I want a sequel. But I'm not asking for much EA. Let, let's also keep in mind the fact that um, EA did kill the original developers, Visceral Games after they interfered with Dead Space 3 so much it sucked. And yeah. then they went, you know what? You guys can well, go away. Well, EA Motive. Get EA motivated and make a sequel. I still think that EA learnt their lesson with uh, Fallen Order and um, we're going to see better single-player games from them from now on. Fuck, you know what? That's a good note to leave it on. Let's just leave it on a very positive Fallen Order note because fuck me, what a game. Hmm. That's a, that's a very positive, a very optimistic take on things. Darren, this we talked about Fallen Order. We need some Fallen Order. I, I want to go play the game again. <laughs> now, if you want to hear us talk about Fallen Order, and I'm assuming we talk about other games at some point in our, um, in, our in the in the podcast lifespan, we are on Spotify and iTunes. So subscribe and leave us a review. While you're there, give give Fan Critical a big hug. The whole podcast network. They got a bunch of new shows. Check them out and uh, look. Leave them a review and a subscription as well. You can check out uh, all the all the big gaming news. We go into a few a bit more detail about some of the topics we touched upon um, over at StoryModeGaming.com. We're also on social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Pornhub, all the things. Mm-hmm. At StoryModeAUS, 
Uh, we're also on Twitch at Slow AUS where you can check out these recordings. These podcasts get recorded live. Plus, we have all sorts of games. Plus, we have something, something a little bit special in the works. Hmm. Hmm. Twirling mm. my mustache at this one. Uh, we're also on Patreon. So, if you want to get access to a few bonus goodies, just chuck a couple bucks our way. Just search for Fan Critical and you can uh, check out all the details there. But, with that, Simon, Keelan, always a pleasure. Thank you. fun. Thank you. I'm Keelan. For the 55% of it that I was actually here, my internet wasn't dying. Look, I think think Keelan and I filled that in pretty well. I I don't think anyone noticed that you left. I'm Simon. (laughs) I'm so going to hate listening to this episode. Oh, 100%. (laughs) You're going to have some real harsh words to say to us. But I hope everyone listening at home doesn't have harsh words to say to us and give us some love because we all have very fragile egos. So we hope we see you or hear from you next time. Hmm. Um, Stay safe. Have fun, be nice to each other, and just play some fucking games for once, you know what I mean? Peace out, y'all. Bye. Bye. Hello, I'm Simon. <laughs>